Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. There's power in the Word of God. What you believe, what you think about yourself, about God, about others, can make a huge difference, all the difference in the world in how you live your life. That's why we get here every day and talk about the Word of God. We've been talking specifically about anger and how to overcome it. We've looked the last few days at the idea of yielding up our rights so that when we feel violated, we give that to God. We trust God to work it out. We trust God to work in our own lives and be transforming our lives. We've been looking, and I hope you will check out the last few days of our Daily Word and Prayer here as we've been looking at anger all this week. But today, I want to talk about this issue again. Paul writes, be angry, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. How can you be angry and not sin? It seems like most times people are angry, they're sinning. We did see the other day how God can be angry, yet he doesn't sin. Jesus was angry at the hardness of hearts of the Pharisees, and he was certainly angry when he emptied the temple, cleansed the temple from the money changers and so on. But he was a man under control, and he did not sin. He did not sin. And so what's the key if we're going to be angry and yet not sin? It's interesting here. In Proverbs, it says, if we're slow to anger, we're better than the mighty. And if we rule our spirit, we're stronger. We're stronger than the one who captures a city. My friends, we want to have our anger under control. This is where power and strength and might come from. Some people get their way by intimidating others, by force. But in the long run, their, their victories are short-lived. I'm talking here primarily, by the way, when I speak of anger, about our regular interactions. People in the home, your spouse, your kids. I'm talking about people at work. I'm talking about people at school, neighbors, friends, people at church. People that you are regularly in contact with, some of whom can trigger us and and, and and when that happens, we get angry and we become destructive and hurtful. We do hurtful things. We say hurtful words. And before you know it, we've just caused destruction. And this is why a person who can't rule their spirit isn't a mighty person. Oh, they might get their way shortly. They might intimidate or scare someone or use enough force to get someone to comply briefly. But real strength will come as we have our as we rule our spirit and as we're slow to anger. The problem with anger is usually we have been violated. It comes from we feel somehow violated. We're not respected, listened to. Someone does something to hurt us, and we want to hurt them back. We want them to feel the pain we felt. We want to get even with them. We want to even the score. And this is why Paul says in Romans 12, never pay back evil for evil. That's what destructive anger does. And it, it creates this cycle of hurting one another. 
And he, so he says, never pay back evil for evil. Just don't do it. So what do we do? How can we be angry, not sin? Well, here's my key principle for today. When you're angry, attack the problem, not the person. Let me say it again. When you're angry, attack the problem, not the person. So often, when we we're instead of attacking the problem and solving the problem, we just attack the person, which makes it all worse. And we get, again, in this downward spiral of, of anger and a lack of peace and a lack of comfort, and we relationships just get broken down. They might become irreparably harmed. What do I mean by attack the problem rather than the person? We've talked earlier today, earlier this week, some common examples. Say your kids aren't obeying you, and you're angry about it. You're bigger than them. You take care of them. You feed them. You've given them a house to live in. You clothe them. You do so much for them. The least they can do is do what you ask them to do, but they have a will of their own. They don't obey. Sometimes this is true of two-year-olds. It's true of 12-year-olds. It's true of 18-year-olds. And they have this will of their own. And so we can become angry at them and we attack them. We say disparaging things about them. We, we, we say hurtful words to them. We, we, we want them to, uh, we intimidate or want them to suffer. And we might not even be conscious of it, but they've hurt us and we're, we're trying to hurt them back. We say mean things to them. That doesn't help. That's not building a relationship. That's not going to win anyone. But rather, we want to attack the problem. Why is there disobedience? We attack the disobedience. We train them in obedience when they're young. We, we, we reason with them, encourage them, and strengthen them, urge them, exhort them to obedience. Without attacking the person, we deal with the problem, the disobedience. You, we talked about, for instance, someone who's always chronically home late from work. They miss dinner regularly. And again, instead of attacking the person, you don't care, you're rude, you're unsensitive, you attack the, the, the problem. If you're running in, you know, allow some cushion when you leave work before you get home. Maybe you'll hit some red lights. Maybe there'll be some traffic. Maybe you'll run into someone in the parking lot you need to talk to. Maybe there's an issue that keeps you from getting out the door or that once you're out the door, maybe instead of thinking it's going to take 20 minutes to get home, it's going to take 30 minutes to get home. That way it'll work. You see what I'm saying? Attack the problem rather than the person. This can be very, very helpful. And it's solution-oriented. It's not just designed to pay back and make someone feel pain because they caused you some discomfort. Rather, it's trying to be solution-oriented. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to do. We want our lives to improve. We want our relationships to improve. And we can do it. We can do it. Father in heaven, we praise you today and we bless you. We thank you that you, in your, in you, you learn how, Father. You model for us, and Jesus, you model for us, hating sin but loving sinners. You attacked the problem, Jesus. When, when we were we had sinned against you, and so you went to the cross, and you died for our sins, and you dealt with the problem, rather than attacking us, the people. And we pray that we would follow that same example. Teach us and help us have the wisdom and the godly maturity 
to love sinners even though we hate the sins they involve in they're involved in father give us this wisdom to build relationships to solve problems not by attacking people but by attacking the problem we pray for this christian grace maturity and wisdom fill us with love where there would be anger and bitterness and hatred fill us with love and patience and kindness we pray we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We pray we would not be walking the flesh. We pray we would not be having outbursts of anger. This is just of the flesh. But fill us with the Spirit of God to walk in your ways, we ask. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I did forget to say, and I do want to mention, that in Hebrews 1.9, it says that Jesus hated sin. He hated iniquity. He loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And that's why God anointed him with joy above all others. In Romans 5, 8, it says God demonstrates his love for us in that while we got sinners, Christ died for us. So you see, here's what we want to be doing. We want to hate the sin and love the sinner, and that will bring joy in our lives, and it'll be building in our relationship. Now, as I said, it's not always easy because, you know, Sinners are the ones who sin. And to distinguish and make a distinction there is not always easy. But this is what we mean when we say attack the problem rather than the person. Hate the sin, love the sinner. This is what Jesus modeled for us. So anyway, so glad to have you along today. Again, my name's Tom Short. We are here every day. We get into the Word of God every day. We're not once a week or once a month or once a year or just when I feel like a Christian or even... I'm going to get in the Word when I see an interesting thing pop up on my YouTube feed. Rather, we want to make a commitment. Right choices, carried out consistently, make significant changes. That's the principle of life. That big choice we want to make is get in the Word of God every day. I hope you're reading the Bible yourself. And whether you are or not, well, I hope you are. But I hope you also are taking advantage of opportunities to learn the Word. Just 15 or some minutes a day or so. Here as we're together, learning the word, practical, praying about it. You'll be inspired, you'll be encouraged, you'll be challenged. So I hope you join me day by day as we get in here in our daily word and prayer. Like the video, subscribe, hit the notify button, and tell your friends. Encourage them as well. So until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his joy, his victory, his peace. And remember, we're going to attack the problem, not the people. God bless you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.